It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. That crazy starts with an earthquake, birds, snakes, and aeroplanes. Many fruits are not afraid. I have a freaking listen to yourself, the world with its own needs. Something to your own head, beat it up, and I've seen got no seats. The ladder puts the platter with the fear fight down. Like fire in a fire, the fire, of the gangs, the government for hire in the combat site. But you wasn't coming in a hurry, the jury's beating down your neck. Welcome to the Doom and Bloom Hour with medical preparedness experts, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. Your source for information on how to succeed if everything else fails. And now, your hosts, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. This is the Hour of Doom. And Bloom. That's right, or is it the year of June? Oh, that's it's 2016. Right. Our show, 2016. That's right. Could it be the year that we go down the tubes and we circle, <laughs> circle the drain? No, 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 no. Oh, no. let's hope not. No. Well, welcome to the Doom and Blue Survival Medicine Hour, a timely terminus of thought in a terrible world. I'm Joe Alton, also known as Dr. Bones of DoomandBloom.net, where you'll find over 700 Post videos, podcasts, all sorts of stuff on medical preparedness for any disaster. I'm a fossil, but I got a fixation, and that's to put a medically prepared person in every family for any disaster. And I'm Amy Alton, also known as Nurse Amy, and I'm a nurse practitioner, an advanced registered nurse practitioner, and a certified nurse midwife. She is a hostess with the mostest. She's some kind of wonderful. Oh, yeah. Some kind of wonderful. Oh, yeah. Well, together we are the watchers on the wall. We watch it all for you to help you keep it together, even if everything else falls apart. That's right. (laughs) I know you were going to say that. Friends and neighbors. Yes. Have you been injured in an accident with an egregious elephant? Well, our attorney says, don't call me, call Dr. Bronson or Sammy. And listen to this. All information given and opinions voiced on Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy's Survival Medicine Hour are for entertainment purposes only and do not represent medical advice for anything other than post-apocalyptic settings. No contract or provider-patient relationship exists or is implied between the hosts and listeners. Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy strongly urge their audience to seek modern and standard medical care whenever and wherever it is available. Ah, but are you ready to pick up the flag and be medically responsible when the you-know-what hits a fan? When the ambulance is heading in the other direction? Aha! Can you save a life if you have to? You know what? I think you can if you have the knowledge, supplies, and listen a little bit to us. Aww. That's right. So what's cooking, Cookie? We learn as much from you as you do from us, so connect with us. It is easy, so easy. Here's Nurse Amy to tell you how easy it is. Absolutely. We have a website, doomandbloom.net. We have Twitter at Prepper Show. Our email is drbonespodcast at aol.com. We have a Facebook group, Dr. Bones and, sorry, Survival Medicine, Dr. Bones uh-huh. and Nurse Amy. A couple of Facebook pages, one of them's Doom and Bloom. 
And you can watch our videos at youtube.com and the channel is called DR Bones Nurse Amy. And we have a weekly, well not weekly actually, every other week. Well, to tell you the truth, it's the first and third Wednesday of every month. There you go. Right. Now you're talking. <laughs> You've made that mistake a few yes, times, so I can do it every once in a while. Anyway, it's called AroundTheCabin.com. Again, it's the first and third Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time of every month. Yeah, as a matter of fact, if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, I really want you to subscribe to it because we had a, just a great video, I think, uh, that we put up starting. It's going to be starting a series talking about ballistic trauma. Yes, What's the trauma yeah, caused by firearms? Mm -hmm. So I would like to offer or invite you to go ahead and sign up for our YouTube channel so you can get our video. Absolutely. And when you do that, the, the benefits of subscribing is that as soon as the video is up, you'll get a notification. That's right. You'll know. It'll show up on your YouTube channel. Right. And if it's something you're interested in, check it out. There if you're not, well, you're not. <laughs> now, you mentioned our website. Our website is uh -huh. doingbloom.net. i got to tell you, it has just about everything you need to succeed, mm -hmm. even if everything else fails. But you can also check out our articles in leading magazines like Survivalist, Backwoods Home, Prepare, American Survival Guide, Survivor's Edge, G's, Prepper and Shooter, all sorts of places as well as links from a thousand great internet sites throughout the web. Absolutely. That's right. And, you know, I want to just make sure that I say a great big thank you to all the great networks that carry our show, especially the Prepper Broadcasting Network, G-Man's Network, uh, the USA Emergency Broadcasting Network, Survival Central Radio, Shake and Wake Radio, and, of course, AroundTheCabin.com. You can listen to our archived audio podcast, whatever it's convenient for you, just by checking out blogtalkradio.com. I just want to mention the RSS feed for this blog talk because uh, we had someone write to us, a good friend, who said he had a hard time finding it. So it's blogtalkradio.com forward slash survival medicine forward slash podcast. Hmm, okay, that sounds good. All right, sounds good to me. Uh, I just want to also say that the lovely nurse Amy, Amy has an entire line of medical kits at her store at store.doomandbloom.net. And there's something there for pretty much every need that you can possibly imagine. So take a look and fill those holes in your medical storage. I got. Yeah, are you going to be talking about dental? We're going to be, yes. Oh, okay. And so today we're going to be talking about a new a revised dental kit that we put together that I think is going to give you a lot more options. Even better. That's right. <laughs> that's was, right. It was really good. Now it's even better. I just want to say that if you've got the time to put all this stuff together on your own, don't buy it from us, you lazy bum. Just get the stuff on the list that we freely publish on the website. Otherwise, get a kit designed by a nurse practitioner and doctor. Uh, last time we Scratch the surface yes. with regards to we dental preparedness. Yeah, we ran mm -hmm. out of time. We just got managed to talk a little bit about dental hygiene, and a lot of you know about that already. And the truth of the matter is, is just as you need to be med medically prepared, you got to be dentally prepared as well. And if you think that some event is going to take you off the grid one day, you have to know that maybe dental supplies aren't going to be that important the first couple of days, or a week without, or maybe two weeks, or or so without electricity or without power, but when you're off the grid for a long time, for months, well, dental issues start to crop up. And so it's important 
to understand and be dentally prepared. So let's get another, let's start by getting an understanding of how teeth decay and what you might have in a dental kit that would be low tech but still able to handle some major issues. Let's start by talking about bacteria. Now bacteria live in your mouth and they colonize your teeth. They accumulate in the crevices that are on your molars in between teeth at the level where the teeth and the gums meet, all sorts of places. And these colonies of bacteria form this irregular thick film on the base of the enamel of your teeth known as tartar or plaque. And the more of this stuff that you have, the less healthy your gums and teeth are. Now when you eat, these bacterial colonies also eat as well. They have a meal as well. They digest the sugars that you take in. They produce this toxic acid. Now, the acid has the effect of slowly dissolving the enamel of your teeth, or the outside of the tooth that's shiny, if you don't know what enamel is. Uh, this process is called decay, and especially happens around areas where you've had dental work before, like the edges of fillings, undercrowns, places like that. And this is maybe the the biggest health issue in the world, or at least the most common health issue in the world. There are probably more than 2 billion people in the world that have active tooth decay, so this is uh, actually a pretty big issue. Now, once the acid digs in and actually penetrates your enamel, you have what's called a cavity. And the development of a cavity could take just a few months, could cause problems uh, pretty quickly, or it could take actually a couple of years, could take years to form. Now, once the decay becomes deep enough to invade the soft inner part of the tooth, which is called the pulp, then this process speeds up and due to the living nerves that you have in each tooth, it starts to cause pain. That's a toothache. Now, if the cavity isn't dealt with, it can lead to infection once the bacteria dig deep enough into the nerve or the surrounding gum tissues. The gums, by the way, are also known as gingiva, G-I-N-G-I-V-A. They're the pink soft tissue covering the tooth-bearing part of the jaw. And tooth loss occurs over time if the gums aren't healthy, even if you don't have decay on the actual tooth itself. Uh, we call inflammation of the gums gingivitis. And gingivitis is very common once you reach adulthood. You can expect to see it pretty frequently in a survival setting if you don't enforce good dental hygiene. Inflamed gums look a certain way. They're red and they're swollen compared to pink, uh, the pink tissue that you see with normal gum tissue or healthy gum tissue. They'll bleed easily when you brush your teeth. And as the condition worsen, worsens, it leads very easily to infection. And if an infection affects the gum, bacteria spreads to the root of teeth and even the bony socket and causes big problems. <clears throat> now once the root of the tooth is involved, you can develop a pretty severe infection called an abscess. This is an accumulation of pus and inflammatory fluid that causes swelling and can be pretty darn painful. Now, once an abscess is formed, you're going to need antibiotics to try to tame the infection, or sometimes you need to have them do a procedure to actually drain the pus that's accumulated. We call that an incision and drainage, or an IND. And if you've gotten to this point, you have to be aware that the tooth may not be salvageable. That, that's a big issue. You know, diet plays an important part in the process of cavity formation. If you have a diet that's high in sugar, it causes bacteria to produce the most acid. And the longer the microbes are in your mouth and they're eating because you, they're exposed to, to sugar, the longer that acid is digging into your teeth. 
Now, the two most important factors that cause cavities are the number of times per day and the duration of time that the teeth are exposed to this acid. Let's say you have a can of uh, Coca-Cola or some other soda uh, in your hand. You drink that entire thing in 10 minutes. Well, you have one relatively short episode in which your mouth bacteria are producing high quantities of acid. Right. And the acid level drops, by the way, at about, well, after about 30 minutes or so. Right. If you nurse that soda, however, and you sip from it continuously for hours, just have it with you all day, well, you know, you've increased both the numbers of exposure, number of exposures right. to acid, having I mean, to sugar, and I'm sorry, and the amount of time that it's wishing well, it's around in your mouth. <laughs> right. 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 The sugar and the amount of time that it's wishing around in your mouth. The right. acid level, which ordinarily would have dropped after 30 minutes, never really gets a chance to drop. Because you take another step. Right, because you're, you're continuing to push sugar in your mouth. Right. And decay ensues. And that's also for people who, uh, are addicted to like hard candies uh -huh. or peppermints. It's the same idea. Um, they're putting something in their mouth, and maybe they're doing that because they are trying to stop smoking, or maybe possibly trying to lose weight. And you know, a few calories from a hard candy is certainly less than a meal. So sometimes it's a, a dietary thing or going on a diet. But it's your same principle. You are having the sugar exposure all the time. Now, an interesting thing that I learned, not from nursing school, but from uh, having a baby, was that there was a such thing as uh, decay from a baby drinking from a bottle overnight. And so you should never put your baby to bed with either juice, especially juice, but not milk either. Because right. milk breaks down and into sugar and also can cause a real serious problem with tooth decay. And so, you know, once that child starts having teeth that are being formed, you're having an issue, you know, they start breaking through the gums after a few months. You can actually cause your child to have a total mouthful yeah. of dental caries yeah. and even have them have to be pulled. I mean terrible, terrible things. So as parents, never, ever, ever give your child, if you have to give them a bottle of something, it can only be water. Nothing else. Not even diluted fruit juice is good enough. So no milk, no juice, no soda, of course. Only a bottle of water if you have to. And no. that is a hit from a mother who has a 27-year-old and a 22, almost 23-year-old who didn't have any cavities when they were little. That is amazing. They had them later. Good job, <laughs> mom. Teenager, but that's not my fault. They were eating some candy. They shouldn't. Well, but only one of them has had cavities. The other one has had none. Well, and I think congratulations, mom. You have really put together uh, a great strategy to avoid cavities in those kids. I don't really try to keep sugar out of the house completely because of cavities. I don't want them to have that issue. So. There's no need to have a bunch of sugar treats, sodas. Just don't even introduce it to your kids. If they find it later, that's one thing. But bringing those things into the house, um, it just becomes a habit for the children. So right. do what you don't can. give them bad habits. If they're going to get them, let them get them later. It's not good. You, you not have the fault. Right. <laughs> At one point or another, it's not your fault. <laughs> you just have a certain amount of, a, of yeah. influence At on them. At some point, right. they go to kids' parties and, or, you know, they go to school and other kids have them. It's, you know, it's always so much you can do, but 
Do the best you can in your house. Now, we have re recently taken a look at what the Special Operations Forces, uh, by the way, they Special Operations guys, they not only go out and do military things, but they also uh, do humanitarian uh, missions as well. Right. They're involved with that. And, and, of course, they have to take care of their own people if they're in the field. Now, when that's the case, they may have to deal with dental issues. And they have put, they put together, I think, a pretty reasonable dental kit right. that we've been looking at recently and looking at our own dental kit. Now, our dental kit was put together uh, with the advice of dentists, where I'm not a dentist. Right. And so I'm just More than telling one, that by up the front. way. Right. In fact, Quite a few. The actually. most recent was probably three weeks ago. Right. And again, there were no suggestions. We've actually had no additions uh, provided by a dentist, but by reading these articles put together by the folks that you mentioned that are going on these missions. Right. It looks like. Found a few. Small. Little tweaks that I think yeah. might might be very very helpful, and exactly. so and and so this is what we think the supplies are that you should have. Uh, you know, the prepared med medic is going to have dental supplies, and you have to figure out what's going to make sense in an austere setting. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's going to be very difficult to have an entire dental drill if you don't have power. Oh, yeah. there, there are hand powered drills from. The turn of the, uh, the uh, century, I mean, 1900. Crank, right? Yeah, they have hand cranks. And, uh, if you've ever seen an old sewing machine where they had a foot pedal that you those went those, up right? and down, they had they had foot pedals that they used. And they had pulleys. And pulleys, right? Turn, and right? they would make things turn. And of course, that would be a relatively low speed thing. Nowadays, low speed drilling is, is used maybe for polishing teeth and things uh -huh. like that. But actual real drilling of teeth is done with very high, very high speed, much higher than you would be able to produce with, you know, foot power. That that's for sure. So, so it is sort of difficult to put together a dental kit that actually has a drill without it being very I, bulky. It is bulky. I found very expensive. I know one of the smallest drills I found. Uh, didn't meet the speed requirements that you were talking about. It was 25,000 to 35,000 RPMs, wow. which I think you told me it needs to be considered low, be considered low <laughs> speed. And those were about $400. And they were how many pounds? Uh, probably at least a couple. And, and the other issue is they need a plug. So not really a good survival situation. Unless you're going to carry solar panels, inverters, and marine batteries with you, because you've got to plug them in. They're you know, solar-powered drills. So obviously, having a dentist chair and you know having all the stuff that you see in your dentist office is going to be pretty nigh impossible. And indeed, in the old days, that's not what dentists carried around as they went from town to town and and did what. Uh, work they could in right. rural areas in the old days. Right. Well, I, I did actually find a couple of, they were called them portable dental office, and the cheapest one was $1,500. Wow. Yeah. So it did have a battery right. for the drill, but I know that you weren't going to get the speeds that you need. It's what you have in a situation. And it's just too expensive for the oh average person. Oh my gosh, and that person. was the so, cheapest one. Right, so we have to figure out some way to give you some versatility and be able to handle mm -hmm. dental issues. 
while at the same time not breaking the bank and not having being an, an extreme weight uh, load that you would have to add to your pack. Right. So that that is pretty tough, but we figured it out and we put you put together a really great kit. And uh, now with this some of the information that we've gotten through the special uh, special ops guys, uh, we're, we've added some others now. Let's go over some of the stuff that I think that we should have. Now, we mentioned the gloves for medical and dental purposes are one items that you always should have. and should have them in quantity, for goodness right. sake. Don't ever stick your bare hands in anyone's mouth. That is a big mistake. And uh, we always recommend buying uh, the hypoallergenic nitrile gloves instead of latex. There's a epidemics of, of latex allergies in this country, and you certainly don't want to either be the person allergic or have your patient be allergic and wind up having some kind of reaction while you're doing things that you have to do for them. Uh, other items that are going to be helpful for the survival of dentists, I forgot mm -hmm. of quotes, of course, right. are, uh, of course, dental floss and toothpaste. Um, Lots I, of toothbrushes. Right, right. Uh, a, a rubber bite block, I think, would be good to keep the mouth open. Uh, this is going to help you see the teeth and and prevent yourself from getting bitten. Because people, you know, especially if they're in pain, they're not going to be able to control that somewhat. But uh, even though you can buy a commercially made rubber bite block, mm -hmm. of course, if you get one of those really big uh, pink rubber erasers, that's right. You know, turn it sideways. Turn it right. <laughs> that should serve the purpose just fine. Uh, you should have you should have some um, cotton pellets. You should have some cotton rolls. Cotton rolls would be placed on either side of the teeth that you're looking at or working on mm -hmm. to keep that area relatively dry so you can see what you're doing and you can function uh, function well. Cotton pellets, you have them on, on the end of the tweezers or a forceps so you can dab inside the tooth if you needed to for that. And another reason you can have cotton pellets is to apply the, um, the oil, the clove right. oil. Clove oil for, for right. pain relief. We're going to talk about that in a second. Exactly. The reason you want to use the cotton pellets is you don't want the clove oil touching the gums. Right. Things can burn. It can burn. It can burn. Right. Yes. So you can apply a little bit of the clove oil with the cotton pellet directly where you need to put it, which you want to do. Absolutely. Now, another thing uh, we should mention is some dental wax. Yes. You know, these dental wax, dental wax or orthodontic wax mm -hmm. comes in these cylinders or these long tubes. tubes. Right, although they're they're solid, the they're not. the shape of a pencil, I would, I would say. Yeah, right. And uh, size and shape. You could use those if you have somebody who has a loose tooth, or if you have a, a tooth that was knocked out, you want to put it back in to hold it in place. What you would do is you use that wax to brace in front and in back uh, to the adjacent teeth, and that would serve as, I guess, a dental splint Makes sense. of sorts. Makes and sense. so that would be a useful thing to have. Uh, of course, you'd want to have, you mentioned oil of cloves, yep. and oil of cloves, uh, also or, called, or clove oil. Yeah, is also called eugenol, is E-U-G-E-N-O-L, and it's a natural anesthetic, it really does work, it, it's found in commercial preparations like Red Cross toothache medicine, uh, dense toothache drops, uh, Origel, uh, you'll find it has benzocaine, which is a similar, uh, something similar, and so these are some options for you that you can you can use. However, if you needed to uh, put together a, a, a let's say, fill in a, law, a lost filling or other 
kind of issue, let's say a loose crown you needed to fasten, you might consider using some of the commercial stuff, the Tempanol, Cavit, or Dentemp, that has not only does it have clove oil, but it also has some um, zinc oxide paste that winds up hardening, hardening and can and be a, a reasonable temporary filling. Or you can make your own. That's right. You know, and we've been looking at, I haven't put it in the dental kit yet, but we were looking at a glass ionomer called Fuji 9. Yes, which okay. we did buy and test. Yeah, and it's... Uh, Not in our mouth. It's, yeah. It, it's <laughs> we made it. <laughs> right. But it's considered, actually, to last very, a long time. Actually, I've seen some pictures where they took a picture of, you know, one they had used, uh, a filling they had uh, put in, and, it, and they say that it was like six years yeah, after. Yeah, six, seven years. Right, so it was pretty impressive. Seems hard to believe. I know, it does well, seem hard to believe, but... I will say when we mixed the two, it had a liquid and a powder, just like we were going to talk about mixing zinc oxide with clove uh, oil in just a second, but it, um, it became very hard. I mean, I can imagine it being um, a filling. Absolutely. Now, now I, how much did that cost? Uh, 50, 6 dollars. And how much you, and you probably, but it's not just for one. You but could I do, could, no, I could could do, do quite a, a few. You could do quite a few for 50 bucks, even less expensive. Now, they did want your medical license number, though. Right, so and you may say, not. Now, the question is whether they were going to send it to me if I didn't put that in. <laughs> right. well, that's I'm idea. not sure, it but may I know they requested your medical license. It so may or may not be available to the average person, but what is available? Which seems silly because yeah. it's just it just hardens up. I mean, yeah, it seems that seems pretty silly. But um, you can put together your own temporary filling cement. Do it yourself by having clove oil and uh, having zinc oxide powder. Zinc oxide powder, you can get a pound of it. For like twenty bucks, and you can get the zinc oxide powder for how how much do you think that cost for the for what you got? Oh my gosh! Per um, ounce, it's like I don't know, few dollars. Two dollars, and Not much. and so what you do is you take two drops of clove oil. Certainly much more reasonable than right. that I'll commercially say. made products. Take two drops of clove oil, put some zinc oxide. And, and put it on a little wax paper so you know it doesn't absorb. Or you can the use the pill cups, which are another. Or pill cups, I have, which yes. I do provide. I provide pill cups and I provide uh, tongue depressors, which you can use to mash it As together. A, right. Um, alternatively, you can use the cotton applicator um, to mix it together, but you would need to um, wet the cotton tip applicator with a little bit of that clove oil. So. The zinc oxide doesn't stick doesn't to just stick the to cotton. Right. Um, and then there's another instrument that's uh, useful for mixing, which is the dental scraper right. or pick can be used to mix it up. And there's a, a new instrument in there that can also be used, which is called a spoon excavator. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But it's got a teeny tiny spoon shape, little circle on the end of uh, looks like a, a dental pick. And so you can use any of those to mix this up. Right. So the, uh, basically you mix up these things and what happens is you roll, you take the, the paste that occurs as a result of the mixing, you roll it into a ball and then you, you take either a tweezer or, uh, or however you want to grab right, it. Right, or the spoon excavator. Or spoon excavator, right. Or the cotton tip applicator. Right. 
put it in. And, and put it in the defect left by the lost filling. And what you're going to do is you're going to make it in layers. You don't want to put the whole thing in at once. You want to, you, you will have cleaned it out. And of course you've got the dental instructions and I'm sure you're going to talk about that. But you, you'll clean it all out and you'll put it in, in layers and you'll compact it. If you put the whole, um, drop in or the whole paste, yeah. it might be a little too thick and you might have air in between it. Right. So you, you want to put a little bit at a time and kind of build the layer up. Right. And you also don't want to put too much because when someone bites down, if you've made your filling too large, it's going to deform their bite and it's going to disrupt their eating pattern and it's more likely to come out. So right. you're going to want to put it in a little bit at a time and then build it up just so you see it. It's just filling this, the area that seems to have been removed. You don't want to make it bigger than what was removed. One thing that helps is old-timey uh, carbon paper. By the way, they do still sell that online. Uh, you take a little carbon paper and you have them bite down once you placed it in. Tap, and, tap, tap. And if you've been tap, to tap, the dentist right. and you've had your bite check for braces or you've had your bite check for TMJ or if you've had any dental work whatsoever, any fillings or crowns, they have you, they put the carbon paper in, they have you tap, tap, tap. And then they look at the surface of your teeth to say to see where things are hitting. Right, and and so you can tell that basically because that's going to turn up on the whatever filling material turns it's black high, right. is is too high, right. and that you have to sort of scrape off until you don't see that, and the bite is more natural. Absolutely. And so that's one thing. By the way, if you don't have carbon paper, you can use a regular piece of paper with pencil lead. So just use pencil lead and the graphite of the pencil lead will also work. So that's something you can use. Now, other things that I think you need to have, uh, we're going to talk about the instruments in a minute, but I want you to have a uh, bulb syringe because what or, ordinarily what dentists have is basically a supply of compressed air and they notice that they use that when they're, before they work on teeth and the reason why they do that is because they want to keep that area dry. Well, a bulb syringe isn't as good, obviously, as compressed air. If you have a can of compressed air, that's great. But you can use the bulb syringe, and that will help dry the area, you know, get rid of the saliva bubbles and things like that of, of an area that you might have to do things uh, with. Another thing that's useful is an irrigation syringe, like we talked about for cleaning out wounds. And that is in the kit now. Right. I've got their, they actually have curved tips on these syringes that I got. So, that you're not just shooting the water, which may hit the back of their mouth, but it actually has a little tip, so it's much easier to angle it down onto the tooth. Onto that tube one tooth, yeah, so you can clean it with water. Right. Exactly. So that's good. So you can get some nice, some water onto that area and you can clean that area. Exactly. Uh, of course, dental tweezers, you need those to, to move things around. Or just some tweezers. Tweezers, Any right. Type of tweezers. Exactly. Um, uh, Dental mirrors are very important. Yes. You need to be able to see, and, and believe me, unless you have a mirror, you're not going to be able to see unless you get into all sorts of crazy contortions <laughs> and have to try to get <laughs> well, into position. Well, I know mirrors are good. I use the dental mirror all the time to check my teeth. I, I never have had a cavity, but I'm always looking <laughs> to make sure there's nothing going on. I'm really uh, try to be very fastidious. No, wait, what's the fastidious. Word? Fastidious. <laughs> yeah, I I actually found a a piece of filling or an area where a filling had partially broken off mm -hmm. 
a while ago and wound up uh, getting it right. right. We wound up getting it. Fi figuring that out. And we I don't wound up, always I went to a it. dentist. I didn't do it all. Of myself. course, no, no, no. We we have not fixed our teeth in one <laughs> But it is good to look at. You don't always have pain when pieces of your teeth break. I know I have a couple of chips on my lower front teeth from, who knows, a hard candy or something. And I never felt anything. I just one day saw there was just like a little piece of tooth missing. And I'm like, oh, darn. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I hate that. <laughs> so that's another thing you have to look for. Uh, you do lose you know, small pieces of your tooth, keep an eye on it because that could be an area that's more susceptible to cavities. Right. Anything that... So a little less thickness. Right. And, you know, the shape of your tooth is not the way it was and it may be that your nails off and your dentin is now exposed, which is a problem. Right. Dentin is much softer, much more porous than enamel. And so if you've gone through the enamel, whether either it's because of acid from bacteria or an injury, right. then that you are at big high risk for getting decay in that area. Yeah, I don't know if I told you, but I'm going to get a bond on my tooth. Yes, you do. He's putting a little, um, I, I don't know, bonding material, probably what I bought, <laughs> over because my gum is a little too high on one of the teeth. And so it's it's got dentin exposed. There's no cavity, but he wants to cover that area where the dentist is showing, I so I don't get very, a cavity. And I think it's very wise. Yeah. Preventative medicine, always good. Preventive dentistry, even better. Um, a dental scraper, you mentioned that. A dental scraper is good. Uh, sometimes they're combination scrapers and picks. A dental pick allows you to feel in areas. Areas that decay will feel, will feel uh, less firm. Right. They'll feel softer than areas that are, just, that are normal enamel. So that a dental pick can identify that. A dental scraper now, not only can it be used as a spatula to uh, put mix, together, to right. mix things, but uh, it can also help you clean your teeth too. You remember I talked and about plaques. This is plaques. something you want to do at home, folks. If you've been <laughs> Unless to the dentist, you, have to, right. you know, don't, don't do this routinely at home because you can really stab yourself if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you have to be you have to be careful. You can easily injure yourself. You're Remember, reaching under the gum right. in a certain direction to pull this plaque off from underneath your gums. This, this is not something that's exposed. It's down in your gums. You can't see it. So when your dental assistant or hygienist hygienist is actually scraping your teeth, they're going down under your gums. But they're using that instrument you know, or an instrument very similar. And they're doing it in a certain technique so as not to stab you and to cause severe bleeding. So don't just pick a scaler or a scraper up and start doing this at home. Right. This is emergency. This, this is survival all, emergency. This is all for survival situations. Right. Now one thing that is helpful if you did have to use the scraper, um, again for our survival kit, um, we do put uh, Ambisol, an oral analgesic, right. in the kit so that you can numb an area and it's only the gums that are going to be numbed. There's nothing that you're going to be able to put on the surface of the gums or in the cavity that's going to completely numb someone from you picking out the decay from that tooth. It's not going to feel... Wonderful. So right. It's basically you need to have lidocaine. It's a prescription. You have to have a, a medical license. And you need to know what you're doing. That's another thing. You can't just go 
sticking a needle with lidocaine that you may have made. I've seen people with this dry lidocaine and they have all these formulas to make it into liquid. Great, now you've made lidocaine, but do you really know what you're doing? There's some major nerves around your face. And if you put things in the wrong area, it can be very bad. So you not only need to be able to get it, but you need to know what you're doing. And if you've ever watched somebody inject lidocaine with these giant needles and they're going up, up in your, the top of your mouth towards your nose, <laughs> And then deepen your gums up towards your cheek. It's scary stuff. Right, that's true. Well, you know, from our end, we really don't talk much about how to inject lidocaine into no, the And the reason why is very simple. The truth of the matter is, is that you can't really get lidocaine or any significant quantity of right. lidocaine in most cases. Maybe some of you have have a, you know, a a dealer that. <laughs> That gets you this stuff, but the stuff is, you know, like a, a prescription are, drug. A lot of, but a lot of people are finding a way to get this. Right. Now, lidocaine. the one thing that's important for you to know with regards to that, and I'm not telling you not to get it if you're, if you're going to get it, but what I'm trying to say is that you have to be very, very careful because it's dangerous. It can, it can be dangerous. Right. Lidocaine is a, when it's injected into soft tissues, it is an anesthetic, but it is really a heart medicine. And when you ac if you accidentally inject into an artery or vein any significant amount of lidocaine, then if your heart is beating normally, then it's going to make your heart beat abnormally. Normal, I mean, if you're using it because you have a heart problem, you have an arrhythmia, it may help you. Right, it's actually something that could the be used during the code. Right, at the time. Right, but if you have a normal heartbeat and you inject lidocaine in the, wrong, in, in the wrong spot, it goes into a vein or, or artery, you can actually kill somebody. And so that is something that's it's important. Very serious. It's important to know. Right. Uh, on other instruments, you mentioned the spoon, spoon excavator. Ex this excavator. is a new, a new item that we've put in our dental kits for this year. And these are instruments that have a fat, flat, circular tip, like you mentioned. Like a little spoon. Right? And they're great for it to use as a spatula. But in times of trouble, if that's all you've got, you don't have the ability to drill. In areas in which the enamel has been demineralized, in other words, in areas where there is significant decay, they, you can actually use this excavator to dig out some of the decay. Right. The decay goes into the, uh, under, under the enamel, the decay goes into the dentin. Dentin is a softer tissue that's between the enamel and the pulp of the tooth. And what happens is, is that you might be able to scrape out some of that decay. This is not easy to do, but it is something that a spoon excavator can help you with if you absolutely had to. Now, of course, as we mentioned many times, the truth of the matter is, is that 90% of the dental emergencies you're going to be dealing with are going to probably require extraction, extraction of the tooth. Right. And so that's going to be a whole lot of tooth saving. Right, and you're, you're going to wind up feeling a little nervous about doing it, but it's going to be something you're going to have to do because these teeth, as they get infected, that, that infection can go into the bloodstream and people can get sick. Some people can actually die from a tooth abscess or from, right. from a, a severe, a severely infected tooth. Um, and these extraction forceps, I mean, they, they're not going to look completely foreign to you. Most of them are like pliers. With, curved, funky with, with funky, funky, funky ends. Yeah. 
you know, and they come and they come in specific and they look versions. A little scary if you're yeah. afraid of a dentist. <laughs> they come in versions that are specific to upper and lower teeth. Um, that you'll find that there are probably more types. There are more types of dental extractors than there are teeth. I actually I looked at it and I saw about 70 of them uh, at, at one place. And so what you should do is uh, look for certain ones. And the ones that we have now in our kit include um, a 150, that's 150 extractor, which is best for upper front teeth and premolars. We have one number 151 dental extractor, which is best for lower front teeth and premolars. Now, what I'm, I'd like to just say one thing uh, at this point. These are teeth that have one root. So if you look at your front teeth, your front teeth have one root. Now, back, that's not the, that's not the case further back. And for that, you need... For the molars, you need a number 23, which is best for lower molars. Right. But interestingly enough, the upper molars have two different ones. There's one, a 53R, which is the best for upper right molars, and then a 53L, which is best for upper left molars. Right. The number 23 is considered to be universal. That means you can use it from the left side or right side. Yes, for the lower molars. Exactly. exactly. So we've got five extractors. Right, so that's different because we used to have at, 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 at first we had two, and then we added we added the twenty three, and then we add now we've added this, so you have a lot more versatility. You have all your teeth covered with here. our with our dental kit now. Any any tooth can be covered with these five extractors, um, and we've also we have um, you want to talk about the elevators now? Right, well, elevators. Any elevators? Well, you don't just now grab. Let's get to the next story. Right. The, or the above you. Yeah. <laughs> you. You don't just grab the tooth with the pliers or with the extractor parts and start yanking. With your you... foot on their chest. Right. <laughs> right. Now, the deal is, is that teeth are held in place by ligaments, just like your knee is held in place with ligaments and your ankle is held in place with ligaments. Right. Your shoulders held in place with ligaments. Your teeth are held in place with ligaments, periodontal ligaments. And um, the important thing to know about these ligaments mm -hmm. is that they're very small, they are between the bone socket and the tooth, and it takes very, very specialized instruments to get to be able to loosen them up so that the extraction is made easier. But there are these instruments that are available. They're actually called dental elevators. 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 Right. And so you what you do with these is you go in between, you you, you pull back the, the gum a little bit. And you go between the socket. I'm, I'm I know we're doing we're right, demonstrating everything. Right. <laughs> uh, um, you put the dental elevator by the. This looks like it has a normal handle. Looks like, like a, a chisel. Yeah, it looks That's like a chisel that or an is, ice pick is microscopic, like a tiny, very I tiny would say head. An ice pick. Like a tiny a head. Yes. Perfect. Something with with different shape heads. With different shape heads. Right. But it looks a lot like that. So. Uh, and, and what you do is you go in there and you start from the front and you go around, uh, digging in, going down as far down the root as, as, as possible so that you can, uh, sever or loosen these ligaments. And once you do that, you have a loose tooth. And a loose tooth is easier to extract than a tooth that's not loose. Right. And so there, these elevators, uh, we use the 301 elevator. Right. 
and that has worked out very well. But we notice also that the special forces guys use the 12B element as a second right as as a choice. They feel that it's more versatile. And so what we have done for our kid is we give we give people both. both. We now give people both right. elevators. So the two elevators you get is the three hundred one, and the one that we were just talking about twelve B. Right, and that, and and so now you have even more than the special forces guys, special ops right. guys. <laughs> right. Um. So there's that, and let me see what what other things that we uh, have in there. Of course, um. We feel that you should have pain medicine and antibiotics. Ibuprofen and fish antibiotics, absolutely. The, um, um, another thing I want to mention about the oral analgesic, we talked about um, clove oil and we talked about uh, ambisol or oral analgesic. Um, there's something that most people have probably heard of called um, hurricane gel. Right. And again, I just want to make sure that people understand hurricane gel is wonderful to numb your gums. And if you're having a toothache, to put it in that area, um, it, it's temporary. It lasts for a short while. They have they come in different flavors. You can even get bubble gum. But it's not going to numb the roots and the nerves around a tooth if you have to pull it. And it's not completely rotted out and just falling out. Right. Also, by the way, with, with, Teeth that have more than one root, or even teeth that have one root. Sometimes, when you pull a tooth, you break the root, Ugh. and the elevator is That's used. Hard. The elevator is used <laughs> to go ahead and go oh under God. that, under the the root the piece that's still in there, and sort of pull it up, and so you can sort of uh, have it have it loose and and use the elevator to lift it up out of the socket. Absolutely. By the way, I just want to say before, yeah. before we do anything else, uh, antibiotics that people use are usually in the penicillin family. Sometimes they get Keflex, which is cephalexin, and or amoxicillin. Amoxicillin. And 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 those are those are good as long as you're not allergic to penicillin. Right. Now I know last week we talked about dental hygiene, which mentioned um, hydrogen peroxide and things like that. Um, a couple other things that you might want to have is uh, a needle holder. Uh, because we do put a couple of absorbable sutures. Right. And if you're going to uh, remove a tooth and you need to put a stitch in. Right, because it could bleed. The gums may bleed. Then you need uh, absorbable sutures and you'll need uh, a hemostat. Uh, you also need a small pair of scissors. Maybe to cut the gauze and make it smaller or to uh, cut the suture. You're done selling. Um, there's another product that I do put in the dental kit, which is a very interesting one. It's called Axel. AT, I'm sorry, ACTCEL, and it's a hemostatic gauze, and it's essentially like a sealox or quick clot for your mouth, but for your mouth specifically for mucous membranes, which means it can also be used to stop nose bleeding. So that's very interesting. I do have um, a, it's a two by two, two inches by two inches, and you cut it into four squares, and you can just place one of those squares into the socket, put one stitch, one stitch, you're not sealing up the hole, one stitch to pull the two sides together, just to hold that in there. It becomes uh, gel-like. It will stop the bleeding, and uh, you won't have to worry about. Um, Taking it out because it absorbs naturally into the body. I think that, and I think those are absolutely, absolute requirements. If you really seriously believe that you 
might be responsible for the dental care in maybe, a true. Also, maybe a hot cold pack would be good. Um, you know, sometimes cold feels really good. Sometimes you need hot. <laughs> so uh, either a, a reusable, and I like reusables because you know if you have those instant cold packs, one pop and it's done. So as long as you can get a hold of some cold water, at least keep it cool. We're not necessarily going to have ice, folks, unless it's winter. <laughs> and, but and the, the cold pack is, is a really good thing to have. Another thing that I think is very <clears throat> useful is to have a scalpel. Because if, <coughs> in time, you're going to come across people that have tooth abscesses. And in those circumstances, you have to drain that. You may have to drain that abscess, and you need some way to puncture that area. So some of those disposable scalpels yes. are good to have we because have they're sterile. They're sterile. They start off sterile. And so that is a very reasonable thing. Of course, uh, you want... Go ahead. Yes, when you have gloves, you're trying to protect yourself and the patient. But you also would like to be able to keep from breathing directly in the patient's mouth. Maybe you're getting sick or maybe that person is sick. So if you have an ear loop or a surgical mask, to protect yourself from directly breathing into someone's mouth or again breathing uh, their exhaled breath, that would be great. So you would both be protected from infecting each other. So ear loop or surgical masks would be uh, a wonderful thing. And then maybe some alcohol wipes. Yes. You know, to just clean up your instruments after you're done and uh, scrub them later. And uh, we're actually going to talk about how to sterilize instruments. Um, in the next show or two. Yes, we're going to have Very a... Very interesting we have a new, thing we found out. Right. Uh, I'm a member of the Wilderness Medical Society as a physician. Uh, I, I'm a member of the Wilderness Medical Society. And the Wilderness Medical Society have, has all these... I mean, for most doctors... Research I'll tell you what articles. they really... I'll, I'll tell you what most doctors really use it for. Because they put together all these cool... Outings oh, yes, in they do. like the Mount, Mount Everest or you know in the in the jungle right. or, or things <laughs> like that, and that's what most people cool join. Trip. Most people join it for. But they have an excellent journal called Wilderness and Environmental Medicine, and uh, they did some testing of a new way to sterilize instruments in austere settings. Yeah, they were just trying to figure out what's a, a simple method. Obviously, we don't have autoclaves, which are the machines that will fully sterilize instruments pretty much 100% of the time if you do them right. So what can you do when you don't have that? And right. You need to do something, though. Right. Well, we've talked about, uh, in the past, we've talked about various ways that you can sterilize instruments, and they came up with an entirely new way that we, <laughs> that we haven't talked about before. Which is really funny because uh, one of the products that they talk about using is something I bought five and a half years ago. Wow. <laughs> so You're I actually got to bring it out. I, I had other uses for it, and we'll talk about it next week. And you are. A little teaser. But you are ahead of the curve, yeah, baby. I really try. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. I'm trying to keep us prepped and prepared and on top of the cutting edge of all the survival right. skills and knowledge and and tools to make our lives a little bit healthier and easier. Okay, that is all the time that we have for today. I am sorry for the 
echo that you're experiencing. We are out of town, and for some reason, we just couldn't get rid of it. I do appreciate your patience. I hope you'll turn in, tune in next week where we'll have normal audio. Barely Prepared is sponsored by Parrots. Parrots, those lovable squawk boxes that never fail to bring a smile to your face or tears to your eyes when they bite you. Get one for your home and prepare to hear it imitate your ex-girlfriend for the next 60 years. Available on Amazon.com or in the Amazon jungle. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.